You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here are Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young. Good morning to you here from the Hoop Group Southern Jam Fest. It's our annual extravaganza in May with the coach Ed Young. I am Matt Hatfield. AJ Risser back in our Virginia Beach studios, and we're always pleased to be joined by one of the very best in the business. He is the Hoops Guru himself from the National Recruiting Report. Give him a follow on his brand new Twitter. We'll tell you what it is in a second. Keller Nation NRR. That's K E L E R Nation NRR. He's been the owner of the National Recruiting Report since 1986. It's a comprehensive report that evaluates players from all levels of college programs. Our good friend and pal, Steve Keller, how you been? I've been tremendous, and it's just great to be back down here at, at Hampton at Boo Williams' facility with you two guys. The years have been piling up, and every time it's still a great experience. You gave us one of our best sound bites about us that we, we've put on the show numerous of times a couple years back that our listeners love. But I want to know the story about it. Don't tell me you got hacked. Oh, no, new Twitter. Twitter. I got hacked on Twitter, and uh, and it was just it was just like I got caught in a loop as, try, as far as trying to get it fixed. Twitter. Twitter, I, w- I was told to go to support Twitter and, uh, and tell them what happened, and I told them I got hacked. And immediately, five seconds later, I got a response. We're so sorry to hear this. We'll help you. Can you log in? And then I said, no, I can't log in. And five seconds later, they got right back to me and said, we're so sorry. Give us your Twitter account, your phone number, your email associated with it, and we'll get to work on it. And it take, might take two or three days, but we'll figure it out. And two or three days later, I got an email. We're so sorry to hear you about your Twitter problem. Can you log in? And I went, no, I told you that three days ago. And they said, oh, okay, well, give us your phone number, your, e- your email, your Going thing. Going in circles. And, and we did that for about 30 days. And then I just, the guys, the young guys opened me, opened me up a new Twitter That account. sounds exactly like my dad getting, uh, you know, logged out of his email or my relatives out of their banking or perhaps Ed out of his Facebook because he doesn't use Twitter. He just uses Facebook. Yeah, that's why I don't have Twitter because they'll get hacked anyway. So I'm done. But, but, but if this happens to you on Facebook, you're going to be in the same boat that Keller was. Well, I just got it. Like I told Steve, everything I have where I have a password, every time I go to some, I always put a new password because it keeps telling me unrecognizable. We don't recognize. I it's the that. one you told me to use. you got to use capitals and symbols. Just make it simple. Like do a little and by the way, fingerprint or something, right? By the yeah, way, yeah. Steve has given us the easy version. We yeah. know. We know <laughs> on the other side of that screen, using his um, um, talk. And, and get him getting frustrated. I, I wish I could have seen and heard that bit. Ah, it was tremendous. It was <laughs> tremendous. Guys in the office were laughing like crazy. Well, but it's us, the way it is. It's the way it is. Yeah, tell us what's new with uh, you all and everything with the Hoop Group. I know you've been at a number of events. And uh, this one's always an interesting one here. People look forward to seeing Team Loaded, whether it's Boo Williams, Virginia Lee. You name the, You have so many teams and players. And if you come in here for the first time, you're going to walk out of here seeing something you've never seen before in a basketball court. Oh yeah, it's always amazing. I say that this event is the is the best hoop group tournament event because um, during the live periods we get 
good teams and we have our league, but we don't get the shoe, shoe companies because they're at their events. And, and a lot of the shoe companies say to us, Steve, you guys have been good to us for years. You and Rob have been good to us for years, and, but we can't come during the live period. But we will come to Southern. And I think, I think we have something like 18 different sneaker company shoe teams represented, and they brought over 40 in total teams through the 15s, the 16s, and the 17s. Wow. Uh, one of the new things we did this year for the first time we went to the Midwest, and we had the Midwest Jam Fest out in Indianapolis, and that was during the live period, and I went out to that event out in Indy. We went to um, the, um, uh, the Pacers Athletic Center, um, which was a tremendous facility, and uh, I was shocked at how good the talent was. There were um, a few high majors that I would have thought would have been – scooped up by the snike, Nike, by the sneaker teams, and uh, they were there. And there were several high majors and then several guys close to high major. So the event was really good. Is that guy in the green shirt behind you, is he a high major or mid-major, Lamar Barrett? What would you, oh, what would you grade him? Would Lamar. you grade him as a higher or mid-major? Uh, he is high. High major. major, all right. He gets a five-star rating? Barrett, yes, he okay. does. Hey, he's, he's, in a, he's a whole class by himself. I'll yeah. tell you that right now. And he's unmasked. But oh, I want to know, too, and I don't want to put you on the spot, Steve. Basketball's changing. I'm sure Ed will get into how things are with players getting recruited now and how it's changed since COVID and the pandemic. But do you have a favorite story, moment, player, game here from Southern over the years? Because there have been so many memorable battles. I think back to one year where we had, we were just talking about Bam Adebayo, who played last night for the Heat. Yeah. An assist yeah. away from a triple level. We had Thon Maker. Bam Adebayo and Miles Bridges on the same floor in the same yeah, game. Exactly right, and and uh, that back then, yeah, the talent levels were tremendous. But we've got kids today that are that are that are that people don't think are that good. But in a couple years, when they're coming out, when they're getting drafted out of college, they're going to say, "Wow, they were that good." Yeah. I remember we had the, recently we had the scholars down here. We had the uh, Wagner and Bradshaw and the Camden people, yeah. and uh, and and the best the Jersey had to offer, and it was good just a few years ago. It's it's just it's good every year, and it's just like like I say, it's almost like coming home. And I'll edge up here in a second. We're talking with Steve Keller from the National Recruiting Report here on Seven Five Seven Saturday Sports Talk from the Hoop Group Southern Jam Fest at the Booplex in Hampton. Just a couple years back when we had our first return from COVID and the pandemic, we had that game where you had Imani Bates and you had Derek Lively, who's now at Duke, and then yeah. Jalen Duran, who's playing with the Pistons. He's averaging about a double-double. He might have been second or third on some rankings. Listen, look at him now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was that was outstanding. And the, the depth was good. And and the, and what's, what's nice is you see the kids and you see how hard they play. That's what I always like. I, I don't. So many times the good ones, no matter whether they're in a live period or a dead period in front of a lot of people or in front of just a few people, you see these kids give that extra effort. And when they do, you know that that's going to carry them further than what we expect it's going to carry them. Well, Steve, I, you know, I got a million questions, but we always, they always tell me I talk too long and we got breaks coming up. I guess people pay money to listen to us, so I get, we got to make sure they get their due. What's what's changed in the last year we last talked to you here? I think we talked. I may be wrong. I'm starting to get a little bit older. 
So I, sometimes I forget, and I also have selective memory. Of being a teacher, it's good to have that. Um, I know transfer portal, big topic. NIL, major topic, because Matt and I, Virginia's um, VHSL is going to allow high school players to participate in NIL deals, but it's not through the high school association. We watched a, a Zoom to tell us about it, and I'm more confused after watching the Zoom than I said going into it. So basically, kids can get an NIL based on this, AU. That's not what they said. But they can't get it because of their high school uniform, who they play for. I heard that one. So I'm totally confused on how to do it. So NIL, Transfer Portal, I'll throw it to you. What What's going on? Well, what's going on is it's a mess. And and it no one knows all the pieces of what it is. And that's the problem. And when you start talking about, remember the, the NIL deal just two years ago when it started coming out uh, was basically supposed to be that if you went to a college or a university and maybe you were a, a Virginia kid and you went to uh, Kansas, what was supposed to happen was if there was a car dealership in Kansas that wanted to advertise you because now you were going to be a star at Kansas, that was going to help their car dealership bring traffic in, then the car dealership independent was supposed to be allowed to come to you and say, come and do an ad for us. Five-minute talk, five-minute ad on, our, on the local station, and we'll, we'll pay you to do that. Well, that's not what we've got now. We have the car dealership is completely out of the situation, and it's the universities that have these so-called, like, funds that, that, that um, sponsors and supporters put in, send money to, and then the school just whacks it up the way they want to whack it up. It's, there's, no, there's no real advertising that you do. There's no real anything that the student does he just goes in and they say well we can give you three hundred thousand dollars come to our school and now not only do we want you to come and get a free education and play ball for us but we're also going to give you three hundred thousand dollars and so so it's it's made it so less competitive because there are division one schools that have a budget of a budget, a NIL budget of fifty thousand, and another school has an NIL budget of two million. But what, where do you think? The, where do you think the kids? Where do you think the eighteen-year-old kid's going to go? And so, uh, it's just hard to figure out. And the transfer portal, what what people aren't paying enough attention to, is the transfer portal has the last few years had fifteen hundred kids go into it, and only. A thousand come out of it, and 500 kids went into the portal, and then all of a sudden it's August, and now they don't have a now they don't really have a school to go to, and they thought they were going to be going somewhere and moving up the ladder, and instead they got nothing, and now what are they doing? Now they now hopefully they at least go to school somewhere, but they may be they may have played on a Division One team and now left and went into the transfer portal. And in August, they don't have any school interest at all. So 
it's it's rough and it's tough. And like I've said to the college coaches, I feel like the turnover is so great that every year it's almost like if you're a college head coach, you get five cards dealt to you face down, and then you start turning them over. And one year you may turn over a queen, a king, a queen, a king, and an ace. you got a pretty good hand. And the next year you get five cards dealt to you, and you get a two, a five, a nine, a jack, and a king. What are you doing with that? And so I, I feel like one thing that's going to happen is is a team that comes in eighth in their conference and wins just five games next year they could get three kids out of the portal that work and and all of a sudden they could go from eighth in their conference to second in their conference take what miami's in the last couple of years they've been final four lead eight the portal helping them and they're not the only yeah. schools but other schools that have certainly elevated from it but you're right it's such a i hadn't heard the card analogy but it's so spot on and i i think the horse is out of the barn i don't know how you go back to now who, who knows how it's going to really work one thing i do have to say though every kid that is in the portal is in there for a reason and if you don't know the reason you may take the wrong couple kids and again you could go from winning 22 games to winning six in one year when in the past usually you usually you had enough people in in your system coming up that that didn't happen well back in the day you had in the portal mostly sometimes you have what we call headache kids that made their grades were slipping um they got in trouble at the school where they're at a new coach come in they run them off you're not going to run off great players now you've got and we just talked about this with josh merkel the fine coach at randolph macon national champion where kids will at the lower level division one low 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 one or two or three play really well maybe be the best player on that team or leading scorer in the division three and they feel like okay i gotta leave now because i can play up i should be able to play up a level now i've already proven that that's kind of what i'm seeing and you never had that before and and you're right how are we going to fix it well why are we letting guys transfer and then they immediately eligible because that was the key i understand well we let coaches leave a program you know right at the end of the year right 40 year they're immediately able to go coach forever so why are we why are we holding back players Coaching players two different things. It's just two, to me, it's just two different things. That's my comment on that. The NIL is this: Ed O'Bannon, when he took the NCAA to court, he saw his picture on a on a billboard. Why am I not getting paid when other students who are not athletes are getting paid? Okay, here's my fix on the NIL deal. No, if you play a sport, you can't have your picture up on there because you can't get paid. If you want your picture up there, you can get paid, but you don't play anymore. You lose immediately lose your eligibility because you're now a pro. Good luck in the NBA. We'll see you. Same thing in high school. You want your picture on a billboard? You want to sign autographs at a car dealer? Good. You're going to give your money? Good. You lose your high school eligibility. Play AAU all you want. I think that's an easy fix. I think the litigation is too hard for Steve. Yeah, that, Take me to court. Yeah. That's the other thing I'm tired of hearing. Oh, they're going to go to court. Take them to court. Let, can you, you might lose. It? You might lose. No, you might lose and you might win. Can you see a judge yeah. sitting there you saying. You ever watch Law and Order, though? Yeah, I don't no, no, watch the fake shows. Yeah. But when you watch, when you see a judge sitting there listening to this and saying, so let me get this right. This kid can make $1,000 signing autographs for 10 minutes at a car dealership on a Saturday. Back in my day when I played sport, this is the judge talking, not me. We cut grass for money. Son, we're not, we're not going to allow this, okay? You need to make money, then you get a legit type job. That's what I would think you're going to hear a lot of uh, people say. But what do I know? 
Yeah, what you and I know is from 50 years ago. That's true, too. And, and this is 2023. And, and you got the wrong people in charge. And, and, yeah, and it's not, gonna, it's not working that way. No, they've blown the whole thing up, mm-hmm. and now it's just going to be – it's going to just be wild every year, and we're going to see. My fear is that something unknown occurs, just like in the movies when, when all of a sudden the zombies take over. <laughs> My fear is something unknown is going to occur, and it's going to become so much of a problem for the schools and the money that schools start saying, you know what? We give you a degree. Come here for your education. We're not doing sports. Look what St. Francis Brooklyn just did. Division One school, they have no, they've canceled it. 2023? I didn't hear that. There, there is no yep. sports at that school at all. Wow. You, there's no sport. They, and he, didn't, they, didn't cut, they didn't cut some. They eliminated everything. What would happen if all of a sudden wow. Duke said, come here for your education. We, are not, we don't have football, basketball, volleyball, hockey. Wow. That's an interesting That's thought. Radical. And the other interesting thought I have, too, here, and we'll let you go, Steve, is that you could have some breakaway from not just conferences, but perhaps even the NCAA, because there's been a lot of rumors and talks about that for years. Yeah. Um, like I said, some people are saying, especially the high-level people, are saying, what's the NCAA do for me? Well, exactly right. It, what, it doesn't do anything. I, I think you're going to see the breakaway. I yeah. think that's going to come. Yeah. Well, give them a follow on Twitter at Keller Nation NRR. Tell them you heard. Hey, send them a tweet. I heard John with Hatfield and Young, those two guys that don't stop babbling. Want to talk some basketball or send them some tips on some players. He'll get a kick out of that. Hey, he, always he used, a pleasure. He used to have 9 million followers. People, get the Twitter back up. He's upset now. He only has 900. Let's get him back up where he deserves to be. He's the best at what he does. And, 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 he, and again. How about this? If, he, if we get him to 1,000 by the end of the weekend, you've got to get a Twitter. That's a good deal, right? That's a good deal. That's a good deal. I will do that. There we go. Write that down. I will get Get a Twitter if Steve Keller gets over. Tweet it out, AJ. Keller Nation NRR. We're going to do 1,000. Ed's got to get a Twitter. I'll get a Twitter. I I do have to make sure all the fans know they can't believe everything they hear, though. So From him, you or me, or all of us? uh, (laughs) From all of us. Yeah, exactly right. No, I I speak truth when I talk. Oh. Always and, a pleasure. Thanks and my truth is you guys are the best. Hey, Steve, it. he gets on me for being late. I got a police escort to get here. How do I know the third cop that was escorting me pulled me over because he said I was going too fast? Yeah. I was like, what are you getting an escort Listen, for? Steve, he got his 500th win this year. Yeah, there I did get 500. Congratulations, He's been Ed. partying late in the night. So that's, that's what the right. problem is. Yeah. You've got to, you know, take it easy. Congratulations. Appreciate it. Thank Appreciate you, Steve. Always a Thank pleasure. Thank you. That is the one and only Steve Keller here from the National Recruiting Report since 1986 at the Hoop Group Southern Jampas. A couple more segments to go. We'll wrangle in uh, Lamar Barrett. Probably either Ty White or Rob Kennedy as well. Hit us up on Twitter at 757 Sports Talk and keep it tuned to Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here are Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young. And we welcome you back to the 757 Saturday Sports Talk special edition from the Boo Williams Sportsplex in Hampton. It's the Hoop Group Southern Jam Fest. As always, 757 Saturday Sports Talk is brought to you by Larry King Law. If you're interested in an accident, you know who to call at 757-I-N-J-U-R-E-D for Larry King. Matt Hatfield here with you. My co-host, the coach, Ed Young, he arrived late and left early because Steve Keller of the Hoop Group National Recruiting Report we just had on gave him a tip on a 611 kid from Finland. So Ed went to the other side of the, of the uh, building 
and he's probably now trying to convince him to come play for him at Nance River. But in the meantime, we will power along and uh, chat with a special guest who's been on with us before, a good friend of the show. He's an NBA scout, former college hoops coach, an assistant at Old Dominion many years back, also at Hofstra, American. And once upon a time, he was a man working for the Hoop Group Elite as the director from 2006 to 2008, now an NBA scout and the creator of the docuseries Unmasked, the untold stories of college basketball coaches. Check it out online at unmaskedljb.com. That's U-N-M-A-S-K-E-D-L-J-B.com. And subscribe to his YouTube channel and so much more. Lamar Barrett with us. Good to see you, my friend. How you been? Man, I'm doing well, man. I'm uh, a little tired just getting back from uh, a week of being in Chicago, seeing the draft combine. And I ran uh, right over to have a chance to watch some uh, – some young guys who, uh, um, you know, you, you think that has potential one day to, to 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 make the association. So you want to see them early as you can and and see how they grow as they develop. Well, it's interesting because I, I want to get into some things with you around, uh, evolving the NBA in a little bit here. But uh, I imagine this brings back some uh, memories for you with Hoop Group every year you come to a Southern Jam Fest because you were once upon a time a guy working on schedules and organizing things and a tournament director for this. Yeah, I mean, uh, what Rob Kennedy and uh, his, his, his group have, have done uh, to, to make this uh, bigger than what it was when I was working in uh, 2006, 2008. I was director of camps and clinics at the time, and I worked with a young man on the other side, Pete Kirshner, who used to run the team tournament. So, um, you know, he was one of the uh, guys that had the vision, and, you know, he moved on, and it's just, you know, what Rob does with those guys, um, it, it's, it's exceptional. Um, and they continue to grow, and they continue to. And, and I remember when it started because you know, it was, yo, Boo is one of the places we wanted to come. Being from the area, I was like, you come down here. We used to be in Charlottesville yeah. um, at UVA, and and it was like, you know what, going to Boo Sports Complex will probably be a great idea. And years later, it's 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 it is that. It's, it was a great idea then, and it's even better now. Certainly in today's basketball culture, there's so many pros and cons. It's a mixed bag. It's like if you, you pick out a piece of candy, you don't know if it's a good piece or like a bad piece, but what makes an event like this so special and I guess so uh, valuable for not just someone in your profession, but college coaches, the fans? What makes it so uh, unique and something that people circle on the calendar year after year? The reason why this started, this was doing May. Um, it was no live periods. And this was even before the uh, sneaker circuits came into play. But it allowed, when it was, used to be really good, and it's, you know, it's still you know, really good, but you, it allowed the, a Nike, Adidas, Under Armour teams to all come and play in the same weekend. So now you got bragging rights of who, what, you know, what shoe company is better. And then you had teams that were you know, under the radar competing against these shoe circuit teams and a lot of times they were coming out on top. So you got to see um, players who weren't on the circuit uh, play against teams that were. And, you know, a lot of times those teams on the circuit, uh, not on the circuit, ended up coming out on top. Now as an NBA scout and also as a college hoops coach, you evaluate talent constantly. I mean, you're watching basketball games with a different, I guess you could say, lens than other people. So when you hear the names like Chet Holmgren a year ago or Victor Wembanyama this year, for example, and you can comment on them specifically if you like, one of the things I hear from a lot of people is that, oh, he's too skinny. It's like Kevin Durant, which he turned out to be okay. What would you say to the detractors, and do you believe that frame and physicality matters when you're watching a high school kid, college prospect? What are the things you're looking for when you say, this is how I distinguish between a guy that is a lottery pick 
big-time pro and a guy that might struggle when you look at basketball town on a regular basis? Um, you know what? I try to tell people this. Stop judging kids at 17, 18, 19 years old. Judge them at 22 years old because that's when they start growing into their uh, physical maturity. Like, I mean, I go back and you said something about Chet and Vicka, but I remember watching Jason Tatum when he was, you know, young, 14, 15. But we then, saw him here against Matt Coleman years back, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, when he was 19, when he was leaving Duke and sure. going into the NBA, everybody was like, you know, they're questioning. I'm like, don't judge him at 19. Judge him at 22. And then when you see those guys at 22, 23, 24, now you're like, oh, okay, now I see what you saw. And it's the same thing. I watched Chet Holmgren when he was at um, Steph Curry uh, Select Camp when he was a sophomore. And he was the best player there then with Jalen Suggs and all those guys. And you saw it then. So it didn't matter about size. You just got to have vision to say what happens when he put on weight, what happens when he's going against older guys. It's, you look at the skill set first more so than size because, as we know, as we get older, we're going to put on weight. It's just what we say, grown man weight. So I don't look at that in strength as much. I look at what he can do later on down the road. Like I said, 22, 23, 24 years old. Any one or two favorite stories you have from watching a player who went on to heights such as the NBA that, that you say, wow, that was something that maybe you saw in advance or didn't see in advance? So anything that comes to mind from your years of doing this? Yeah, I, I mean, and this is crazy. I go back to high school days. Okay. And, uh, and I, I mean, we've talked about this before. I remember watching LeBron James at 14 years old at or 15 years old at five-star basketball camp. Um, he was he was way ahead. Of, and at that time, that was the week that you went and they put all the sophomores. They brought all the top 100 sophomores in the country and let them play together and figure out who was who was who. And he was so good that they had to move him up to the older division, which was two years older, and he still dominated that. So. You know, I saw that, and then two years later, I saw him. Well, I saw him at a, the same tournament. He used to be slam dunked to the beach in Lewis, Delaware, and and and, and there was a chance that we had played our three games. We were done. They were playing the night that we were the next day that we were leaving, and I drove back two and a half, three hours to Lewis, Delaware, to go and watch him because I said this is going to be the last time I get to watch him for free. And so he put on a performance then, and he hasn't stopped ever since then. So. That's one of the stories I look at. And, like, I knew he would be an all-time great. People, I mean, and I went and told people, like, he's going to be one of the best two or three players to ever play. And I don't think my eyes disappointed me at all when that happened. No, he's certainly been uh, King James and one of the legendary uh, players. Whether you have him on your Mount Rushmore's one, two, three, four, he's certainly in the top ten of all time. We're talking about Lamar Barrett, former college hoops coach. Once upon a time was an assistant with Jeff Jones at Old Dominion, also at American and Hofstra. He is the creator of the docuseries Unmasked. Go check it out online at unmaskedljb.com. Franklin native, played for the Franklin Broncos. Played for, was it Mike Head? Mike Head. I played for Mike Head for three seasons. Had, had a relationship with Mike Head since I was eight years old. I was going to Bronco basketball camp. <laughs> and, and it's interesting that I, I, I move up and, you know, I go to camp every year and he knew who I was. And, um, and then my... End of my junior year, he decides to leave. He goes to Cox. Uh, so James Jones, uh, rest in peace, James Jones, who's sure. the coach at Lakeland um, yes. as well. Uh, he came in. He was the junior varsity coach. So it's my eighth grade year. And he is about to cut me. He don't know who I am, right? And, and so uh, 
and he tells me this story, you know, years later, and he's like, yeah, I was about to cut you. You didn't have the best performance. But then Coach Head stepped in and said, you cutting who? And he was like, Lamar Bryant. He's like, that's my point guard for the next four years. Like, you have no idea how he is. So that's kind of a story within itself of, you know, and Mike Head, I still talk to him this day. Um, just saw him at the PIT, right? Just saw him at the PIT. Yeah. But we talk two or three times a year. He sends me old clippings or old pictures and stuff like that. So, yeah, still have a relationship with him. And um, now that's, you know, you're talking about going back 40-plus years, you sure. know, of having a relationship with your, your, your high school coach. Yeah, it's always neat to see him and Mark Butts over there at the PIT. They're like freaking frack, almost like Katupas and the late great Ben Moore and those veteran coaches like our buddy Ed Young. In fact, Butts did a picture of Ed recently for his 500th win. Uh, and you went on to play at Elizabeth City State. So you've kind of lived an interesting uh, basketball odyssey, Lamar, from being a 7-5-7 guy at Franklin. You went on to Elizabeth City State. You get into college coaching after coaching at, was it Oxen Hill? Yes, sir. A couple state championships there? A couple state championships, four, uh, four two, two state runner-ups two state championships and two teams that was nationally ranked and didn't even that lost in the regional final. So a great six year run, 18 kids are going to play division one, uh, you know, several division two kids and a lottery pick and Mike Sweetman who played at Georgetown and Lamar Butler who, who led the 2006 uh, George Mason team to the final four oh, yeah. and, and, and others. So it was, it was a great six year run for a four, a public school, that doesn't happen in the DMV area too much because um, we know private schools, uh, you know, the Damathic, Gonzaga's, Paul the Six, they, they kind of kind of control the area a little bit, but we, did, we had a great run. Before I finish up with you, and we appreciate the time on some funsies that would be Ed Young, hard-hitting type of questions, so I'll have to play his role and, and throw them your way when it comes to the uh, National Basketball Association here. So now doing what you do, scouting, what, what's the most enjoyable part of your job, A, What's the toughest or most challenging part of your job, B? And then C, going back to your college coaching uh, journey and I guess you could say days, what's the things that you miss and don't miss? Oh, that's, that was a great question. By the way, before we even go into that, Ed okay. Young, give a shout-out to him. I uh -oh. go back to him to 1986-87 when he was at uh, Suffolk High. He's one of the main reasons I got into five-star basketball camp because it was a recommendation off of him. Um, you know, him and uh, Mike Head. And, Actually, um, so he, his recommendation got you in. I'm surprised <laughs> it didn't get you out. How about that? Ed you know, power. He had players then. He had, you know, Marcus yeah. Illum and Tony Smith. So, you know, he had he had credibility, man. Trust me. Um, but, no, the, the, your question is uh, what I enjoy more than anything, and people don't realize, um, I go to games an hour and a half to two hours before the game. So I'm watching all the little things a guy does before he even plays a game. So the body language things, right? Yeah, I want to see that. I want to see if, if how serious he how serious is he about this game? Is he working out? Is he joking around? You know, how, how does he take warm-ups? How does he act with his teammates? All those little things, man, they kind of add up a lot of times because everyone doesn't realize, like, you're coming to the NBA, like, unless you are, you know, first round, you know, Pick or and some of these first round guys like you're gonna you're gonna you're playing with stars you're playing with guys who have been around so you got to be able to can you adjust to not being the guy and being one of the guys um, you know that's that's a big understanding so you look at those small tendencies how does he act with the coach you know and so like seventy percent of my job is intel anyway so I got to find out as much information about that individual basketball non-basketball anyway so that's those are the things you enjoy finding out 
you know, does a kid love to play or does he like to play? And I, we always talk about that with, you know, along the journey when I was coaching college basketball because the, the janitor loves to watch games. Yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? But are you the kid that's in the gym, you know, on the weekends, late at night, are you working? You know, but that no, part, I think, translates to your college coaching and now your scouting, right? Correct. Because you ask those same questions to those people? Yes, it does. People? It does It does do that. Okay. So, um, and, and that's why um, those things are so important because what do you, you know, like you got two hours a day um, of you doing, of, of playing, practicing, playing, but what you going to do the other 22 hours in the day? You know, so how much do you get in the gym and work or do you want to just sleep and play video games and all of that stuff? So that's why it's so important, like, how much do you love it? And you can always tell the difference between the guys who are great and then the guys that's, you know, good. You know, like, though the guys that are great, they work all the time. They're always in the gym. They love it, you know. So, you know, that's that's the one thing about it. You know, you, you asked the question about, um, you know, what, what, do I, what do I miss about college coaching? And I tell people it's not the standing on the floor for three hours, going through drills, working out, and things of that nature. What you miss is – after practice, in the locker room, talk to the guys about life, you know, talking about things off the court um, that's going to help them down the road for the future. Um, you know, might be in the, on the bus, um, on the plane, locker room, just talking about life things. And, you know, because this, this is a four-year, I mean, it's four years, five years, or whatever it is now, but my job, and I, and I say this to parents when I used to be a college coach, You've done a great job of rearing your child for 17, 18 years. You've done the 18, 19 years. My job is to take them from what you did to um, a young man and then now teach them how to be a man. Like, these are the most important years of their life. These four or five years that they're going to have with us, we're going to show them, you know, how to deal with adversity, how to, you know, how to, um, you know, now how to manage your time and things of that nature. So that's where the importance come in of, seeing these guys go from a young man to a man. Great stuff with Lamar Burt. He is the man in charge of the docuseries Unmasked. Check it out online at Unmasked LJB. Give him a follow on Twitter at Lamar Barrett 3 and also his uh, personal account at CRWLJB, NBA scout, former college hoops coach. We'll be here a couple of minutes at the Hoop Group Southern Jam Fest on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 at 757 Saturday Sports Talk. All right, let me get my Ed Young voice here. All right, Lamar, Matt said all those nice questions. I'm going to play hard tough with you here. And, by the way, you can sidestep this like Brandon Adair effectively did the NBA official when we had him on last year with Ed at Virginia Wesleyan. So if I ask you something in Ed Young voice that you can't answer, you can sidestep it a little bit here. All right, I want to know this Wim Benyama kid. Is he the real deal? Is he going to make the Spurs? Hatfield's dad's uh, uh, happy, uh, you know, team going to be a championship contender? And is the gap as big with the other guys? And is he, does he have a comp? You know, everybody says, who's Jokic remind you of? Does this guy have a player comp for you? No, I mean, he is – he is the real deal, Matt. Okay. Um, watching him, if you want to – I mean, he's playing, He's been playing against grown men for a long time. By the way, I'm Ed, not Matt, but go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead. You're but good. he's been playing against grown men for a long time. Okay. His skill set at 7'4", seven 7'5". Seven we probably haven't – He's a legit 7'4", seven 7'5"? Seven yes, okay. and we probably haven't seen the likes of that. And people don't realize, like, people don't remember how skilled Ralph Sampson was, the things that he could do. Oh, yeah. Um, so you look at a better version of what Ralph Sampson was – Shooting the ball like Kevin Durant, putting it Ooh. on the floor like Kevin Durant. Yeah, he's the he, he is the real deal. Um, you know, and I think he proved it last year when he went against the G League in nineteen. I mean, he was clearly the best player on the floor playing against Scoot Henderson, who is another very good pro, you know prospect. Um, being a six-two physical, you know, combo point guard, whatever you want to call him these he's days. He's projected high on a lot of boards he's, too. He's, yeah. he's, he's a second or third pick. 
So, there, yes, is there a difference? Yes. Does he, you know, you know, barring injuries and things of that nature, I mean, he has a chance to um, really, you know, be special down the road, you know, Hall of Famer, one of the all-time greats. Don't know, you know, I, I look at it now, there's going to be, it's very hard for guys to crack that top ten list of all time. It's just a lot of that is etched in stone, and it's going to be, Hard. Like when you you know you start talking about even the Steph Curry's and Kevin Durant's, I know people are like quick to put them there, but like man, there's some all time. They may not make top twenty lists if you really look at it. You're right. I mean, because once you get past however you have them in your top five, you probably have some combination of Jordan, LeBron, Russell, Wilt, Kareem, and then you've got Magic, Bird. The Duncan. list goes on. I mean, right. And you're I mean, then you're splitting Kobe, hairs. When you get to the Duncan's, the Kobe's. And then your Oscar next Robinson. tier might have your Durants and your yeah. Currys and my guy Carl Malone and those guys. Hakeem Olajuwon will be left out. Oscar yeah. Robert, yeah, no doubt. Uh, all right, the other question that Ed would ask you. All right, these two series, Lamar, I can't get how, how Jimmy Celtics can hold a lead here. The Heat now are 6-2, and two, winner chilling by 10-plus in the playoffs. What is going on in this daggone NBA and who's going to win this championship? Are the Denver Nuggets really going to win this thing? And by the way, Ed said it's going to happen. It's a foregone conclusion. I'm thinking you're going to tell me not so fast, my friend, because the Lakers have not lost in a – is it Crypto Arena now, not Staples? 7-0 seven, seven post-regular season. Okay. But, no, it's, it's you know what? Denver all year, Matt and I talk about this, or Ed and I talk about this <laughs> all the time. Um, Denver has been probably the best team in the West all year long. I mean, I, the Lakers added things, Phoenix added things, and, you know, the, the Lakers, they, you know, they built, they actually got their team to play around AD and LeBron. It added to that. Um, and if you if you go back and you ask a real person, yeah, everybody wants the Lakers to make the finals, and of course it's LeBron and it's towards the end of his career. But to to have a team like Denver, who's been um, the best team all year, they have home court advantage. It's hard to to, to kind of go against, them. and they're up too old now. Um, it's kind of hard to go against them. I'm not saying it's over. Um, you know, it's almost like. When, when when Michael Jordan played, it didn't matter if he was down or, two or whatever. You always felt like, for some reason, until what we say, until it's over, it's over. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying. I've seen LeBron come back. I've sure. seen, you know, I've seen it. So it could possibly happen. He's the one out there, like the Rockets, Suns years ago, three one twice. He did it against the Warriors, and and that's when you throw out maybe that percentage stat. What is it now? Ninety-two percent of the time, a team's up 2-0 wins the series. And the thing about it, he got two of he had two of them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like he's he's three got two. Yeah. You know, it's been done three, right? Right. So he's two out of the three or whatever. So you you like saying, yeah, you know, there's a chance. But um, yeah, I, I mean, in that series, so I'm not. I, I think I said Denver is the best team. I thought they've been the best team all year. That long. one's more likely to go seven now, you think, or because the Miami is a stunner to be up 2-0 going back to Miami. Yeah, that, that was a tough one. Like if yeah. you had to pick, you would say, "Oh man, if you know the Lakers could go in and they could tie it up at two-two, but going back in Game Five, that altitude is serious. Um, people don't realize how tough it is to play in Denver. Sure, um, and you could see it with the Lakers, you know, gas, but you know, Denver still for stretches of that game, especially the fourth quarter, Jamal Murray took over. They were the, – they, they, I mean, they show why they've been the best team, and they've gone through that. And the Boston series, Miami, I'm shocked. Like, well, we, we talk about it. It's, you know, Boston hasn't played at home well the last few seasons. Yeah. Um, still, though, in both of those games, they were up. Um, 
Like they, you know, but a Their lot defense of fell apart last defense night. Defense fell apart, yeah. and then what happens is everything shows up at the wrong time. We talk about. I mean, I remember that as a high school player. I remember that as a college player, as a high school coach. Your weaknesses will show up at the wrong it's time. The old, I, heard, I even heard Charles Barkley say it, that it's when the bus leaves, it's little things like that, comes back in tournament time or playoff time for basketball, right? Right, like they turn the ball over too much late. Yeah. You know, they give leads up too much because they stop the They did a lot this year, yeah. So it, it, it catches you at the right time. And then, like, you know, Miami is a team that's tough. Um, Miami is a team that doesn't beat themselves. Um, you know, they, I mean, they don't have, like, they, Jimmy Butler is willing his team. You know, Spolster is doing a good job, but you can best believe Pat Riley's in the background. Oh, no doubt. Um, Spurs of the East. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that, that's exactly what it is. And they find a way to grind it, make it ugly. It's not pretty. Um, but that's who the Miami culture is. I mean, that's that's what it is. That's why, and I say this, man, and I'm not disrespecting anybody at all, but that's why guys that go to Miami, once they leave Miami, they don't particularly end up being the best of themselves when they go elsewhere. That's a good point. Um, because that Miami Heat culture is different, and everybody, everyone can't play in it. Um, and it's the old saying Bill Belichick used to say, and he still probably said, you know, we don't, we don't adjust to you, you adjust to us. Um, so, and that's how, that's what it is. It's, you know, you conform to what they are, not us conforming to you. So, Always a pleasure, my friend. Get ready for a Heat Nuggets Finals, perhaps. <laughs> that's Lamar Barrett, the NBA scout. We'll do it again sometime soon. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. He of Unmasked. We'll take one more time out and come back and finish things up here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk on 94.1. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here is Matt Hatfield. All righty, as we get ready, a bit of do from the Boo Williams Sportsplex in Hampton for this 2023 Hoop Group Southern Jam Fest on 757 Saturday Sports Talk, powered by Larry King Law on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Come on out. Basketball is about to get good all weekend long through Championship Sunday tomorrow. It's time for our Preakness Stakes picks. A.J. Risser, you go first. Will Mage get it done to put the horse in contention for the Triple Crown? I am not going to go with Mage for this one. Uh. I don't think we're going to see it this year. I am actually really liking the favorite. I am going to take National Treasure at right now, 4-1. to Uh, Coming in second, I'm going to take Mage. I think that National Treasure just beats out Mage, and then I got to go with just literally the best name uh, out of the entire field. I'm going to go with uh, Coffee with Chris. Coffee with Chris. So Risser's trifecta is the one, the three, the four. I'm going with the six, the three to one. Give me perform at 15 to one to win the race today. Book it. Mage will finish second at eight to five and National Treasure at four to one to show. That's the win play show. And Mr. Al Foreman, we thank him. He says, put it all on Mage, ladies and gents. He'll buy sandwiches for everyone if he's wrong. We want to thank Jimmy as well. And for Risser and the coach Ed Young, our four guests, Steve Keller, Jamar Simmons, Lamar Barrett, Josh Merkel. I'm Matt Hatfield. We'll talk to you next Saturday in studio to end May on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1.